Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for home field advantage. I am back once again for another week. Uh, took last week off again because life happens sometimes. Don't like it. So what? That's what I got to deal with, man. But uh, it's been two weeks. Falcons haven't lost in that moment of time. <laughs> yeah, it feels so good when your team is uh, winning. You know, I, I said to someone earlier, I said, is, you know, a lot of people are waiting for the Falcons to lose. I'm fine with that because it's sure better than waiting for them to get a win. That's where I was last year. So shout out to the Falcons, man. We took out Denver Broncos. I completely shocked. But I am loving every minute of this. Yes. As you know, each and every week, man, we come to you with a sports talk the way that you talk sports. And I always have a special guest with me. Now I have in the building another person who has been on one of my shows before. Uh, this is somebody I truly have a lot of respect for. We are brothers in uh in 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 life and spirituality, and we are also brothers in dark skin with big bellies. <clears throat> Shout out to the big man. Uh, so, so without further ado, I want to introduce to you somebody who, uh, uh, I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy hearing him on this podcast today. Introducing my boy, Brian. What's going on, boy? Hey, 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 hey. How's everybody doing today? Man, how you doing, Mike? I'm all right. Hi, man. I'm all right. I just ate some wings. Oh. Uh, yeah, so my chicken levels are, are good. You good? Yeah, I had, yeah. I had to regulate your chicken levels. Shout out to my boy Mike Fresh. He always encourages you to regulate your chicken levels daily. Hey man, you got. I have, stand by that. That last podcast you was talking about, you were gonna tear it up with a towel, eat chicken, everything. I understand. Hey that. man, listen. I always hey, you heard it on the last podcast. You hear it now. I do not care about no stereotypes. <laughs> chicken and watermelon is delicious. I don't care if you look at me in my dark skin and say, well, that's coonish. Well, coonish tastes good. <laughs> coonish tastes good. If chicken and waffles is coonish, then I'm going to be a coon. How about that? No way around it. No way around it. How about that? I man, a lot of things happened in the last two weeks, man. Cam Newton uh, in concussion protocol because of the Falcons. <laughs> if you ever seen Color Purple, you remember that part where like Whippy Goldberg, like, she was like, until you do right by me, <laughs> yeah. Cam, until you do right by the African-American community, you're going to struggle. Yeah. How about that? How about that? <laughs> they hitting them like they ain't friends, and that's what I like. Hey, man, look, I told people, I said, you know, sometimes we talked about on the last show, life transcends sports sometimes, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I do believe that there are some players that do not like what Cam has said, and they are uh, inflicting yep. their will upon him. And, I mean, he's big enough to take it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he still scored the uh, two-point conversion on that. I mean, but that was in that, that ooh, when I thought I hit, and he, and he rocked back. He felt like <laughs> Superman got hit by a bullet. I was like, oh, get him now. Man. Well, he, he did look like when Superman gets a little too close to Kryptonite. Yep. <laughs> and got a little weak. You say, oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what he get for jogging in the end zone. Yep. <laughs> Lesson to you uh, younger ones, do not jog into the end zone. <laughs> you see what happens. All right, man. So uh, uh, every show we start off with a rant. 
uh, just we gotta cleanse our souls and mm-hmm. get get those negative things off our chest so we can talk freely. Um, I was gonna rant about Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. Um, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Not gonna do it. Uh, I'll save that for another time. Uh, maybe when it gets closer to that time with Tony Romo's time to come back. Mm-hmm. So I'll save those views because. 2016 has took another loss. We 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 lost another one. This podcast comes out on Thursday, uh, October 13th. But today on October 12th, we lost uh, Tommy, Tommy Strong from the show Martin. Uh, it's truly a sad sad day. And if you don't know who Tommy Strong is, I advise you use your Googles. Mm-hmm. Use your Googles. Learn about them. Uh, but it, it, I, I know it definitely hit me hard. How about you, Brian? Man, like I was at work, and then you know you see you see the rumor mill hit Facebook. I'm like, man, come on now. So then you got to go to Fox Five because it was there in Atlanta. He was like, yeah, you know, he was on life support, and next thing you know, TMZ, <coughs> which is the archangel of death. You know what I mean? <laughs> they finally yeah. said he was dead, and you know that that hit at home. So. Man, but uh, can I get something off my chest? Man, go ahead. Get it off your chest, bro. Man, internet, especially that person in the group text that be shooting out the the memes, the memes, whatever you call it, that one person, right? Mm -hmm. And I know my one person. You know, I'm not going to call out his whole government. Okay. But I'm going to just say Moss. Moss? Okay. Could could we, the, the group chat, the internet... Members, can we give Tommy 48 hours? Can we please? That's all I need. I just need 48 hours. When I get home tonight and I do my night scroll, please, internet, be nice to Tommy. <laughs> it was in Atlanta. Be, come on. I don't need to see no no, no job, no calling out of no word. You ain't got no job, Tommy. <laughs> Is it too soon yet? I don't need to see that. I mean, let me let me mourn for my 48 hours. Let me get my dust off my Martin season one DVD bundle. Yeah. And let me watch it a couple of times before yeah. I before I have to get bombarded. Because you know the internet and the group text memers, they heartless. Yeah, they trying to get that laugh off, trying to get yeah. that joke off. Um hey man, I agree with you. <laughs> we do gotta give some of our celebrities time. I mean, they ain't even in the ground and we we getting jokes off. Yeah. But then again, social media is heartless. So you can't expect the heart. And please, no, no, no gorilla and Tommy. Come on now. <laughs> like, please, can we? I mean, I know the gorilla was a tragedy. What is the gorilla name? Harambe. Harambe. Please, uh, please, no. Please, I've seen the gorilla in heaven. I've seen <laughs> the gorilla with the, the chef curries on. I'm like, no, man. Not the praise the Lord tens and the gorilla. But. Please, 48 hours in it. Hey, man, only gorilla that I recognize is King Kong and the blue butt gorilla or monkey in the Lion King. Amen. That's it. That's it. Man, I I didn't think that people were dropping memes already. I didn't. Yeah. This is, this is a hard loss. I mean, Tommy, we grew up with Tommy. I want to say Martin was maybe six seasons, seven seasons. Yeah. Come on, man. You got to give him a little time just to get in dirt, man. I don't, he probably still hooked up to the little machine. Yeah. Oh, man. You can't you can't meme him yet. Man, uh, 
I appreciate that. And whoever is memeing him already, it's shameful. 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 You couldn't hold on just a little bit. Just a little bit. So hear, hear ye, hear ye. Going forward, if that person is a respectable person of the community, you have to at least give them 48 hours. 48, thank you. Amen. If they are not a respectable person of the community, you can give them 12 to 24 hours. Well, we got to give them a little time. Yeah. Wait, let me think about that. Because I don't know how I feel about George Zimmerman. No, ne- never mind. I'll let it go. Never mind. I, I, know you want, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, man, your rant is similar to my rant. Because 2016 has took away the likes of Fife Dog from Tribe Called Quest, uh, Prince, Muhammad Ali, they took away Willy Wonka, man. And now, and I'm sure it's more, but now you've taken away Tommy. Tommy who didn't have a job. Tommy was an amazing character on Martin. Yeah. You watch Martin, right? Yeah. yeah. I think everybody watched Martin. That's a great show. The crazy part is I looked at Tisha Campbell's, who played Gina on the show, yeah. uh, Martin's uh, wife and love interest. And she, you know, she wanted to say prayers um, uh, uh, for Tommy. And she tagged Martin, and I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God. Is, is this the beginning of a reunion? Yeah. Please. I mean, Martin's was that big of a show. We were sitting over here begging for a reunion, and all of them are well into the, almost their 50s. Mm, yeah. Tommy was 52. That's still too young to die. <clears throat> and I heard he was just doing, like, knee surgery and something just – Things just spiraled out of control. It's crazy, but 2016 got to get up out of here. How many months we got left? Yeah, About like three two, months? Yeah, yeah, like some change. Two and some change. Two and some change. Hey, yeah. man, we got to get to 2017 fast. I'm serious. I'm serious. We have to get to 2017. 2016 was not a good year for me. I don't think so. I mean, I got a house, but personally, I, I mean, we're losing too many. Uh, Dwight Howard became an Atlanta mm, Hawk. Mm, mm, mm. Um... Uh, the Atlanta Braves had one of the worst seasons in history. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons blew a 5 nothing start to a season. Even though we started out well now. 4-1, <laughs> baby. And it's different this time. Man. <laughs> 300 yards by Julio Jones in one game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's 2016, man, I'm about done with it. I'm going to be honest with you. And, and, I, and I try not to rush my time, Yeah, enjoy my time, but – yeah, I'm sick of 2016. We can just cut off right here and just jump in. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I, I'm super good. Like for real. Like I I don't I don't need anything else. I mean, the best thing for me 2016 was I got to saw Kanye West in concert. That was a great show. Uh, I saw Bad Boy concert. That was that was good. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. And we can start 2017 right now because yeah. I'm sick of this. I mean, they took away. You know what? My one of my favorite episodes of Martin. The episode where they stole the CD player, or somebody stole the CD player, and he was trying to find out, so he was acting like Nino Brown. Yeah. And the funniest part about that is if you watch Tommy in that whole scene, he couldn't control his laughter. Like, he could not stay in character. He was just cracking up at Martin. This is part, I don't know if you remember, like, Martin had this stuffed dog, stuffed Rottweiler walking around with it. And, and the Rottweiler 
tips over, falls on the ground. <laughs> Martin says, sit. <laughs> Tommy lost his marbles. <laughs> he just bust out laughing. He just bust out laughing. So, I mean, that's one of my, what was one of your favorite episodes of Martin? Man, like, I just love, of course, the one. That I was gonna harp on later when he was in the courtroom in the little black book. Oh yeah, it's one of those man. I just love Martin as a whole. When Gina and Pam car broke down and the dude kept on singing the song yeah. back and forth. What was what it? Don't you, you know no dude, good? Dude, don't you know no good, <laughs> bro? That was me. That's what you you grew up watching it. You grew up emulating what they was talking yeah. about. You know what I mean? Like one time I just wanted to know. Like I just really, really, really wanted Tommy to have a job. Like at the last yeah. season. I heard he, he had one. I don't know. There's gonna be some, you know, some theories, you know, all them crazy yeah. folks go to break down, see what some he might be a secret CIA yeah. agent. Uh 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 Illuminati, uh JFK assassination. Tommy's job, things yep. that we just don't know. We can only assume. Mm. It's conspiracy to all of it. Uh, but yeah, man, I love Martin. I, Martin was a hysterical. Another good show was <clears throat> when Martin, Gina, Pam, Tommy, they all went to that crazy resort. Yes. And they had to beat up the nasty looking rodent. <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> Tommy wanted no parts of that no. thing, that rat looking thing. Yo, that was hysterical, man. Hey, man, tweet me at the number four HF Advantage. Let me know your favorite Martin episode in memory of Tommy Strong. Uh, Tommy, unfortunately, passed away on the 12th. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, man. And I'm bald-headed now, so, you know, I done shaved my head, man. I'm I'm almost like Tommy now. We was almost the same height. Jesus Christ. He got fat. Later on, like I did, well, Tommy, man, golly, man, I, I I hate to see Tommy man, go. That's too soon, too soon, man. Yeah, I, I just hope we get out of 2016 with too many else. I mean, I guess when you get to this age, you know, yeah. you get to late 20s, early 30s, you start to lose play people that you grew up on. But this is tough. Like, can somebody check on Stevie Wonder? I I, I can't I can't deal. Y'all check on Stevie Wonder. Make sure he good. Yeah. Please. Please. Because I, I don't have time. This is ridiculous. Anyway, speaking of 2016, uh, some players in the NFL are having really good 2016s. Uh, a lot of them are on the Atlanta Falcons. I just want to plug that. Yeah, don't know if you – do the people of podcast world know that I like the Atlanta Falcons? In case you don't know. I like the Atlanta Falcons. No, yeah. Tell them again. They're having a great 2016 right now. Well, kind of. They're having a great end to 2016. The beginning of it wasn't that good. We move on. We don't want to talk about that. We don't yeah. want to talk about that. Um, but some people are not having that great of a 2016. One of those players is a very famous one, uh, mm. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he's getting a lot of flack for his antics on the field. We've already talked on this show about his antics on off, off the field. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to talk about the singing with another man in the cold tub. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we just or, – or checking other men. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on because yeah. I, I don't – yeah, I don't – I don't get – I have a – I have an issue with these new aged – African-American males. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
and some of the things they do. And for me, Odell Beckham Jr. epitomizes what is a, a characteristic of these new African American males, which is very androgynous, <laughs> uh, fruity fruit fruit, uh, weird, skinny pants, skinny jeans. Uh, probably does his makeup every morning type dudes. I I just, I, just, I don't rock with it. <clears throat> him and little, him and young thug, little thug, whatever, whatever thugger. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, thug is a real thug, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave him alone. <laughs> don't bother me. <laughs> uh, and Odell Beckham Jr. He looks a little aggressive. <laughs> don't bother me either. Uh, but yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. He's thrown some temper tantrums on the field. What do you think about him? Uh, Matthew, like, I'm going to, I have to separate Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. from OBJ. This is interesting. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. I I want to know. I got to separate that. Like, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh is the athlete that that makes plays. You know what I mean? Hmm. He's been one of the rising stars at receiver. That's Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ. OBJ? He's the celebrity and that's the that, you know, that's like that one friend that's normal and then he drinks alcohol and he just turns into the... That's him. That's, I do yeah. I do have a couple of those friends. Man, like he just be he doing too much stuff. I think right now he's trying to catch up on his persona, his celebrity status. He's trying to do too much on the field. This man. is interesting. This is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can I can respect that. Um, however, I will say, I do you blame him for trying to capitalize on his celebrity? I don't blame him because if you put in that situation, you would do it too. But sometimes, like the field goal thing, right? Or the the kicking. Oh yeah, the, the kicking net. Then he went back and kissed it. That's premeditated, right? That can't be yeah. passionate. That's something that you thought about. Like, what you going to do when you score? Man, you know, uh, everybody talking about how I, I beat up the, the little punter's nest. You know what I mean? So, when I score, I'm going to go back. Well, hold on. You know, he probably don't talk like that. When I score, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back and kiss it. You know, make out, you know everybody going to talk about that. He be, If it's too premeditated, yeah, I view it as fake. You trying to do too much. He trying to mm. put on too much. I, uh, I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I do think he's trying to do too much, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think he's been doing too much his entire career, yeah. and it's made him into uh, uh, a famous face of the NFL and one of the best athletes of the, in the game. Like yeah. it's, it's hard. I don't know. I, it's like yeah, he's doing antics, but he was doing antics the whole time, like. Well, I think you see it, it progress as it stardom. Okay, cool. He was dancing when he first. Yeah, got right. It. He okay, was dancer. Then he had his little special glove. I can get down with that. Then he had <laughs> that his, Joker glove was fire. Yeah, that was fire. Then he had the warm up cleats and the other cleats and only catching stuff with one hand. Cool. But then it goes to the the extra stuff. You know, the two clothes after the game, hugging and jersey swapping and doing. He should be doing too much, man. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll talk about jersey swapping later on when yeah. it's, it's, that's a practice that I don't quite understand. I just lost to you. Why am I? 
Why do I want your jersey? Um, so so with with Odell Beckham Jr. though, could his could these antics be confused? Is he just passionate? Like what if what if these antics is just him like that's how he fuels his game? See, like when let me give you a prime example. What game was it when like, you know, he he was getting roughed up, he went out of bounds. And he got that that hit out of bounds against Rose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Minnesota Viking game. Yeah, yeah. Right, that right there. I feel that's passionate. When he got that um, unsportsmanlike, when he went to the ref, like, hey, he hitting me after the play. Right. He got that flag, and the next play, he took it out of bounds, and instead of right there just like getting hit, he put his shoulder down out of bounds, and he delivered the hit. Right. That's passion. That's how I want to see passion on the field. Mm. Taking the hit, delivering a blow. You know, if you if the ref is not gonna call it clean, I'm gonna get my own justice. That's passion. Now, when you go out and you know what I mean, you go off to the sidelines. Okay, I can understand him knocking over the kicker's thing, but when you go back and try to make out with it, make up with it, okay. that's when that's <laughs> when it goes. Like, okay, you knocked it. Okay, I can understand people getting mad and passionate, but the extra show. So let me ask you this then, because I don't mind the extra show. As long as you still playing at a high level yeah. and that doesn't interfere. Because I was a big fan of Chad Johnson and uh, I don't know if you remember those years back when Chad Johnson and Steve Smith was almost trying to compete uh, at who could do the best touchdown celebrations, yeah. which was cool because that just shows you how much they got into the end zone. Yeah. But, um, you know, I didn't I didn't think too much of that. I just thought it was entertaining. Like, and to me, everything Odell shows me is really passionate. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really see temper tantrum because he hasn't done anything that's crazily different from what I've already seen. Like I think of uh players like Tara Owens who will go on the sidelines and cuss at people and demand the ball yeah. and uh, it was TO. Like TO was rougher at it. Like am I really gonna look at Odell Beckham Jr. And, uh, uh, say that he's really throwing tantrums. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the fine line between tantrums and passion is. What is that? I'm gonna like like T.O. He was directing that people, right? He was okay. like talking to coach. He was like this. He trying to get his team fired up. He's like, hey, he's a playmaker. Playmakers want to make plays, mm-hmm. and I can understand that. And Odell Beckham, you know, he's made plays. And he, you know, he finishes off runs, finishes off catches, and everything like that. <coughs> but sometimes when you see stuff like, okay, cool, end zone dances, but when you see stuff off to the sideline, to you know, extra stuff, and then when you, the point where I just go off when he just doing too much to me, like he's flipping over stuff and stuff like that, calming down, like nah, mm-hmm. okay, you know, that's that fine line, like man, does he just? doing too much? Is he trying to work it out? Is he talking to his teammate? I'd rather have a fiery discussion between teammates. You know what I mean? Folks have to breaking them up. He's grabbing pads, stuff like that. Right. Then you going up there and, you know, kids toss stuff off the, the table and do all that stuff. Right. You know, so I, that's where I'll go. It's a fine line. I think he's passionate with the game. It's just sometimes I think he just go over that level every once in a while. Mm. So, so I guess you're kind of saying like passion is 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 that emotional injury energy, but in control. Yeah. And when you lose control, that's when it's a tantrum. Yeah. I can see that. Um, 
I, I guess I get mad with the media because the reason we don't know the difference is because they don't come down hard on each person differently. I meant the same way. I look at uh, Bill Belichick, who recently, as last week, uh, took one of his tablets and smashed it on the ground. Yeah. Like, you know, tore up a Microsoft Surface Pro. I need me one of those. You tearing Man. them up. Uh, I look at Tom Brady, who has uh, went over to the sideline and chewed and cursed his old lineman out. Like, yeah. badly. Like, he was fire red doing it. Um, I look at I look at the likes of Ben Roethlisberger, who I've seen go over to the sideline and get to heated arguments with his coaches, yeah. almost to where they had to be separated. So hmm. if you can't if you can't tell them get into the thing, like is it a race thing? Like if you're black and you showing this much passion, are you uncontrollable? And if you're white and you're showing this much passion, you're just passionate. You're just into the game. I'm asking an honest question. You know what I'm like. Mm, 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 mm. I'm gonna ask you just one question, back, okay. right? If if you were playing uh-huh. and you saw something go wrong and your coach threw the tablet down, right? How would you react if you were all lineman? You know what I mean? Yeah. And your quarterback cursing you out. I need this block. I need this block. Like. How are you going to go back into the game, right? If you see your right. quarterback getting at it because he really wants to win, hey, I don't think you're calling the right plays. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you – does it inspire or does it detract? That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say it's race because sometimes you – I think Gronk go too far sometimes. Gronk right? definitely goes too far. I think That's Gronk a kid. Too- I don't understand yeah. how people don't look at him like he immature. So, I'm just like, man, like, is it – has their celebrity persona grown? I don't know if it's not black or white. It's like, mm. do they have that outside celebrity thing that they try to protect too? Because it's not Gronkowski anymore. It's not Rob Gronkowski. It's Gronk. It's not Odell Beckham Jr. no more. It's OBJ. That's a good point. So I think it's just like, have their persona outgrown it and does it detract? Sometimes passion inspires. If my quarterback looks at me and tells me, hey, you getting beat off that edge, I need you to beep, 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 and put him in the ground. Yes, sir. That, that's I what got I'm, you, yeah. But I see my quarterback taking helmets and, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm like, man, this kid need to get right and get his head in the game. Just, yeah. What, how did it inspire your teammate? That's where I draw the line. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point, too, um, because a lot of – Players when they show that much emotion, you know, I I, I really don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I look at all of them the same way. Okay. Like, oh man, they really like feeling it because I think there's a direct correlation between mm-hmm. emotion and, and how you play. For a yeah. lot of players, some people are emotionless. Some people like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I mean, they probably fuel off that. Like, yeah. Uh, and we kind of talked about this on the show that we had before, like you know, trash talking. Like mm-hmm. some people you trash talk, some people you leave alone. It's it's all what fuels them on the field, but <clears throat> I will say that I unfortunately I I feel like when it comes to African American players, I get the 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 he needs to be controlled narrative too much. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to white players, I get the oh he's so passionate, he's such a leader narrative too yeah. much. Um I'm not saying exactly that that has to do with race. I'm just saying it makes me question it. 
Yeah. Whether or not he's like for Odell Beckham Jr., he could have inspired some players. But the way the media tries to spin it is as though he didn't. Like I probably would have, you know, and me and you have, have played sports together. We've played around some players who, you know, almost throw a temper tantrum, but we may look at them like, man, they really feeling it. Like we yeah. need to come together yeah. and work. We need to put in work. <clears throat> Could it be that? Could it be that for OBJ? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't think he's hurting the team, to be honest. I think what's hurting the team is y'all can't run the ball. And Eli Manning only has 1.5 seconds to throw the ball. And your secondary is trash-sickle. I mean, pure trash-sickle. <clears throat> I can go off on that secondary right now. I mean, really, I mean, it, 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 so so is, is he angry because other people aren't living up to what they're supposed to do? You know, uh, I heard somebody say, well, he's going to get less targets because Victor Cruz is there. Victor Cruz ain't doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, he did a couple things in a couple weeks, but that's it. Like, Victor Cruz ain't the same person. I ain't seen the salsa since week two. I have. It was on my tacos. Yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> but we ain't seen that salsa. Like, that <clears throat> That team is Odell Beckham Jr.'s. Yeah. And I ask you this, too. Like, I always tell people, like, if you are a superstar and you are known – and superstars and good players are different. Mm-hmm. Superstars are the ones you can go to say, I need a play. And they'll make you one. Like, create one out of thin air. Yep. Um, like, like Randy Moss used to say, you don't never take the playmakers off the field. I'm giving that the clean version. Mm-hmm. But with Odell Beckham Jr., he's clearly a playmaker. Is it okay for him to get upset if he was complaining about getting the ball? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if targets, you think to yourself, right? Playmakers make plays. That's, that's right. That's what that's what you raise. That's what you know when you quarterbacking from the couch. That's what you that's what you saying. Yep. Sometimes you got to force feed. Sometimes you got to get them hot going because if you don't got a run game, what else can you do? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get him going so the defense switch over and you know adjust to what y'all are doing. Then everything opens up. So if he's demanding the ball because he know he can make plays, if he demanding the ball, like, hey, we're not doing too hot. I need the ball. I need some more touches. I need the target so we can open it up. If, if right. It's, if it's for if it's about me for we, then that's good. Mm, hey, hit okay. me so we can start getting going. Right. And I think you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Him that guy. Yeah. I think he's good for that. He's showing that he can do that. He can open up the offense. And then that trickles down to Victor Cruz. That trickles down to Eli Manning have more time because they're not going to be sending that much at right. Eli Manning if they know, like, hey, man, Odell Beckham Jr. is burning me right now. So, you know, I think it's good to have that playmaker, that superstar, come and understand right. how much pull he has in the game. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and I think he understands that. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, may uh, – he needs to learn how to express that because they need him. I just looked up the their schedule, okay? So, the first game they won, 20 to 19. So, that's one-point loss. Yeah. I mean, one-point win. The next play game, they went against the Saints, won 16-13. That's three points. Yeah. And the Saints defense is trash. You know how I know? Because the Falcons whooped them. Okay, moving on. Um, 
the Redskins beat the Giants 29-27. Right? That's two yeah. points. Yeah. All right. The Vikings, they smoked them. I mean, the, the Vikings are otherworldly. Yeah. <clears throat> and the Packers beat the Giants by seven points, by a touchdown. So when you when you look at it like these are one score games, some of them are really like all I need to do is get in field goal range. Yeah, I'm gonna be upset, especially if I feel like I'm not getting the ball enough. Yeah, I'm sorry, I will. You know, if I'm if I'm double covered and we need to play, you throw it to me. Yeah. Sorry, especially if I'm looking at this like we almost won all these games. Yeah, the. Here's the truth of the matter. The New York Giants could very well right now be 4-1. Easy. They were only definitely going to lose to the Vikings. That was it. Other than that, they could be 4-1 right now. So, so am I upset? Yeah, I'm upset. I'm your playmaker, and, and right now I think he has one touchdown on the year. Yeah. No, that's not acceptable. I'm sorry. That's just not. It's just not. Especially <laughs> Twenty-seven games, twenty-five touchdowns. You're right. You know, like he he was he's burning up the league. Like I caught there's some people that you know you you think in in basketball you call them hustle players, right? Right. Anytime the ball is, they they the one who come up with right. It, right. On fifty-fifty, you know it's me versus you who wanted more type players, right? Right. Odell Beckham Jr. is that. So I mean, you, we saw this man get pass interference and catch the ball. I don't even like calling it one-handed. He yeah. caught it with, like, three fingers at the point of the football. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm throwing it up there. Yeah, him. you got to throw it up. You got to throw it up to your 50-50 man, especially when he's your namesake playmaker on the team. Mm. So, I, t- I take this a little deeper. Do you think that the NFL is coming down on him because he's trying to show his individuality? Like, he's trying to – He's trying to pro- – you could tell he's trying yeah. to promote himself. He's trying to showcase himself outside of just what he's getting endorsements through himself. Mm. Like, he's really trying to put himself out there. <clears throat> Do you think the NFL is trying to suppress that? They've done it before. I mean, I think, like, now, like, especially, like, reading all the fines that folks be getting for the shoes, for the extra stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're really trying to – they're trying to – Cookie cut some of these guys, and I don't understand. Yeah. Like, here you go, these are cleats you can wear. No pink after October. No this, no that. I'm like, why? Right. I mean, okay, cool. Especially on the few things that they can have individuality on, like their cleats, their gloves. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Like, why? Why? Why be that? Why be that? Like scrutinizing on certain stuff. Like, hey, you want to wear your Yeezy boots? Go ahead and wear your Yeezy boots. Don't find a dude $10,000 for doing it or their tribute shoes. Don't find folks for wearing them. Right. Like, oh, well, I can only do my tribute through the, you know, first 12 minutes of my pregame. No. If you you pay for the sneakers and you want to rock them, they in your team color. But I think they just coming down. I think a lot of it is the media is scrutinizing because they know that the league is looking at it. So it gets blown. A lot of stuff gets blown out of proportion. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I think about Antonio Brown, who who uh, most recently, yeah, he had the Muhammad Ali cleats, and they made him take them off and and change into some regular cleats. Versus, which is weird because the week before, he was wearing Arnold Palmer cleats, 
and they let him play in them. So. Yeah, I didn't know he had the Arnold Palmer. Yeah, he had the Arnold Palmer cleats. And I mean, they were dope. They was yeah. the color of the jerseys. No problems. Put Muhammad Ali on there. You got to take them off. Eh, I don't get it. I don't understand. <clears throat> like, you can't. When you're that strict on individual things, then it makes me start to say, yeah, you're suppressing someone's individuality and you you have an issue with those things. I I thought that with Chad Johnson when he was in the league. Chad Johnson, even when he was really good wide receiver, like, you know, he was similar kind of to Odell Beckham Jr. in that, like, people would be like, oh, he's doing too much. He's throwing a temper time, but that's how he played. Yeah. And and I thought they tried to suppress that. And when they finally were able to suppress that, he was no longer good. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like, are they trying to do that to Odell Beckham Jr.? Like, you want him to be good, but it's like, we want you to be good the way we want you to be. Yeah. I Can't think, be good your way. Like, I do not like Roger Goodell. And I think Join he's, the club. Trying to, he's trying to, like, like, hey, this is my league yeah. more than, a hey, for the players. Because one thing I was looking for, you know, was Zeke, you know, when he came in, are they going to let him rock the half shirt? Yeah, the crop top. Yeah, are they going to let him rock? That's what he – Yeah. And then they came out like, no, nah, if you rock, you're going to get fined. Right. You know, they probably won't let him stop. Like, when you do all that different stuff, I'm like, why? Yeah, like, I don't what get is it. The, how is it hurting the game? If you can tell me how is it hurting the game, now, then okay, cool. You're not losing no contracts because half these people already got Nike, already got these shoes. You're not losing no – Money, so why are you that hard pressed, right? To just scrutinize what these dudes are wearing. You got somebody actually paid money, probably six figures, to watch and look at shoes, cleats, and yeah. all this junk. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. That's why tickets like $90. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and too, you know, I, I remember, uh, which was great by <laughs> Kanye. You know, that first uh, week, he selected a few players to get his Yeezus cleats. Yeah. Uh, and then NFL was quick. Like, no, you can't yeah. wear those. I'm like, well, why? If it doesn't, if it matches the jersey and it doesn't distract, then who cares? I'm I'm more worried about them for wearing Yeezus cleats because they, they don't look like they got ankle support. <laughs> Unless they're the Red Octobers. Yeah. Those are different. Yeah. Those are beasts of a shoe. Uh, but these these regular yeezys, uh, I, I don't you know I don't see the 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 good in them, but I don't understand why we have to look at them and say, hey man, you can't do this, you can't do that. Antonio Brown, you know, we've already talked about he is in violation of man law for twerking. However, why can't he? Why find him? Yeah. Should he should he dance without rhythm? Would that help? Can he do the Carlton dance? Would that make you feel comfortable? He wouldn't get fine for that. Yeah. Does twerking make you feel threatened? Like, I'm, I'm being honest. like Because you know, like, what? Was it not AJ Hawk. Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews used to do the little pelvic thrust and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, nothing. yeah. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Well, ain't nothing about it. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man, but I think the NFL, um, which they, they've started to claim it as the no fun league, um, I think it's interesting to see how much of a impact they're trying to have on just a player's individuality. You know, before long, they're going to be trying to control hair and and all this other stuff. It's like, okay, if money is not involved, 
Like it's not making because I remember a few years ago, Colin Kaepernick he wore some Beats, yeah, um, to the game. The official sponsor for headphones in the NFL is Bose. So they came to him and was like, hey, man, you can't do that. We're going to find you. Yeah. I get it. That's money involved. Yeah. But, man, you you crack it down on if a player got the wrong socks on. I think it's, it's a butt. Like, it don't make sense. And somehow it has, to, it has to boil down to some money that, that we as a fan are not seeing. Because if, yeah. it, if it's if it's not anything that the fan can see, like why is it the issue? Because because uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Two years ago, um, D'Angelo Williams running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you know he lost his mom to breast cancer. So of course every October is a big year for big month for him because yeah. he gets to wear his pink and show support and bring awareness to his mother's breast cancer. So he came to the NFL. He said, "Look, can I rock pink year round?" They said no. Now, for the life of me, I still cannot figure out why. Why can't this man wear pink in his uniform year-round if it represents something like breast cancer? Truth of the matter is, I think I think they probably get a bigger portion of proceeds for, during October or something. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, the man had to dye pieces of his hair pink to show support for his mom. And that's because the NFL won't let him to just show some individuality yeah. and have some pink in his jersey. I don't understand what the issue is. It got it. It got to boil down to be money. They probably be like, like you said, it's probably a better kickback if everybody wears. Right. Well, if he's wearing pink, you know, the other players are gonna wear pink. It's gonna take down, you know, it'll dilute. Yeah. October, and then you know, because October's big. That yeah. pink sales go yeah. up. Man, well, you know, we we might lose. Four point some million dollars that the players don't see, the NFL don't see. That's right back to the league commissioner, and it's like, oh, we can't have that, man. It's it's, it's more about money than anything, and I think that's why folks got to show out a little bit more because yeah, you know, I got to brand me. Like if they can't see my face, they can't. They know like Gronk got a word. You know, Gronk got a word. It's a word in the dictionary. To Gronk, it's a verb. Really? He has a verb, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. To spike something at a high rate of speed. Really? Well, I wanted to slap Webster. <laughs> Boy. But, like, people, everything is about Brandon. Cam Newton's about Brandon. I think OBJ, the other guy, he's about Brandon. He's definitely about Brandon. I think the NFL is everything. The battle right now is for the buck. Yeah. And we, we stuck in the middle and we don't understand it because, obviously, I, I don't get none of it. Me neither. Mm. I look in my mailbox tomorrow and see if I got a check. I don't think I'm gonna get one though. So, so we talked a little bit about Antonio Brown, and of course, we talked about Julio Jones, who plays for the Atlanta Falcons, the four and one Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, uh, after Julio Jones put on a something I thought I'd never see three hundred yard mm. day. Uh, you know, I saw it when Calvin Johnson did it. I didn't yeah. think I'd see it again. Um. But after he did that, the questions came up. Who's the best wide receiver in the NFL? I want to ask you, who's the best? Who's the best? Who's number one? Who's number one? Who number one? Julio Jones, number one. Okay. Julio Jones, number one. Okay. Why? Why? First of all, let's just go. So we already know. Antonio Brown, AB, everybody's going back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just go out of let's just think what we think. Julio Jones is 6'3". 
right? And six three, yeah. Two twenty five or some change, right? It might be two thirty. That boy big and still running a four four. He might be running shorter than that. <laughs> That's nasty. Yeah. So you think compared to hey, you know what I mean? I ain't that tall either, but I told him he five ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? He up there. He around the twos, and he running the four four. But Julio can be put at the slot. You got a 6'3 at the slot. He running screens and slants and housing them. Well, Antonio Brown can house them too. I understand that. But you tell like his stature, his physicality, and then he runs routes like he's a smaller receiver. Come on, man. That's true. That's true. Come on, man. I'm getting like every third catch is a house call for Julio, it seemed like. And I'm loving mm-hmm. it. Uh, so so AB is five foot ten, one hundred and eighty six pounds. Oh man, he only a buck eighty six. Yeah, he's smaller and shorter and lighter than the average DB, average corner. He's still cooking them though. He don't get me wrong. It's a it's a it's a battle, but right now just off of just off of stature, Julio Jones. Numbers, it's a tie everywhere else. Same catches, about the same yardage, yeah. about the same touchdown for last year. What's going to separate, right? If you need a jump ball fade in the end zone to win the Super Bowl, who you looking at? The dude that's shorter than the dude that's checking him or a dude that's taller than the dude that's checking him? I don't know, man. See, as much as I love the Falcons, yeah. I have to say that Antonio Brown is a better receiver. Oh. I have to. I have to. I have to. Um, and it's purely my main thing is Antonio Brown where it runs way better routes. Uh, and, and, you know, because Julio's he's gotten really good at it. Yeah. He learned from Roddy White. He runs very crisp routes. And even knows the little nuances of how to run a slant. You know, yeah. get the in, get the outside shoulder inside. You know, jab step him. Antonio Brown is just smooth with it, man. He just is, man. And 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 to me, to me, that puts him up there as, as, as top. Um, but it, it's hard because Julio is such a freak of nature. Yeah. You know, even when, like, uh, that last play when he got to 300 yards, like, he didn't even look like he was running fast. He just looked like he was, like, you ever seen, like, a comic book or the TV show or movie of the Hulk? Yeah. He moves fast, but it's purely because he's powerful. Yeah. That's how Julio Jones runs. Like, he mad at the ground. <laughs> like, he just, you know, he, he moving like a, like a, like a locomotive. Uh, Antonio Brown's, you know, more Lamborghini, like soup, soup. Uh, it's just it's hard to compare them to, but when when you, it's it's always good to if you're gonna rank wide receivers or try to figure out who's best, it's always good to find out criteria. I always tell people that yeah. you can't argue with somebody about who's better when you don't have the criteria that they're thinking about. So, what's some of the criteria that you put up there to uh, talk about? When you're talking about best receiver, we already know you talked about like stature. Yeah, yeah, like so it gotta be, it gotta be hands. You receive you. If you're not, of you course, gotta catch the ball. You gotta catch the ball, right? Like you said, routes. You gotta run routes. Route running. Right? Okay. Right, and then to be like the criteria to be like in the top, 
like yeah. the top, yeah. you got to be able to house call it from anywhere on the field. You know what I mean? That's what – are you dangerous? Like, you know, some people are like, oh, he's a red zone target. But we we on we on R1. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, is he dangerous? Yeah. That was like – you have to see like, – and then he's – like you said, go to. Is – do we know that teams are looking at him to try the defensive game plan – about that, we know AB Antonio Brown. We know Julio. We know some of those names. Teams have to worry about on the. If you're a defensive captain or you're on the defense, you where's eleven? Where's AB? You know that's going that's happening. Yeah, those would be the criteria for like you know the the fan to like hey to rank players at their position. Do you think stats matter? It's an honest question. Do stats matter when you're talking about this? <clears throat> I think stats come secondary to, like, the other criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can't really say you're a top receiver if you have, haven't scored a touchdown in the last couple of seasons. You know what I mean? Right. You can't put you in top five. But, like, if you sit up there with 60 receptions and over 100, you know, 60 receptions over 1,000 yards, yeah. but you are a difference maker, like, when right. you catch the ball, it's a problem. You're a difference maker. It's – Key times when you make him play, yeah. Like when playmakers make plays, he be like, man, but he don't have the stats. But when he get the ball, he make plays. You know that's how stats can be overruled by somebody's playmaking. Okay. Like when they make the catch. Okay. When they make them clutch things. You okay. Know? So clutch factor. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Clutch factor. I get that. Playmaking. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm glad you said that And the reason I put out stats Because I think anytime you have this conversation Everybody always bring Oh let me see how many yards you got yeah. Let me see how many catches you got And those are good measuring sticks For your production mm-hmm. um, But I always say stats are uh, You know They always say men lie Women lie Numbers don't That's a lie Numbers can lie yeah. I can make someone seem better Than they are by their numbers And they come up with all kind of crazy numbers uh, Julio Jones has a a rate per catch of six point two to three point five over an ERA of six. Like what? What are you talking about? ESPN is good. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to say their name. Oh, no. <laughs> the four letter network <laughs> is good for that. They want to come up with you know catch per radius. Like what is that? You know, so so numbers. I, I, I was glad to hear you say that because numbers to me, um, like they're a good little. Additive staple, yeah, but that's not going to determine whether or not. Like, I look at somebody like DeAndre Hopkins this year, who mm-hmm. I consider a top five wide receiver, yeah. but this year he does not have the numbers to show it, and that has a lot of, to do with better receiving talent around him. Uh, it, it has a lot to do with, um, you know, the fact that he has someone throwing him the ball named Osweiler, you know, you can't trust. Anybody named Osweiler throwing you the football. Sorry. Amen. So so you know when I when I look at those, I like all those criteria. Yeah. I also add in with criteria is uh impact on team. Like, you know, if you if if you if you could put up like empty uh plays and empty stats, it's very different than when you kinda I mean, the whole team's kinda looking at you. Yeah. Like to make a play. Like, even when you make a play, people forget they're on the field and they just start watching you. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I look at that too. So, when I look at all that, man, 
It's it's almost like Antonio Brown and Julio Jones are like one A and one B for me. Like they're the cream of the crop. They're yeah. the top notch. Um I don't know which one makes their quarterbacks better. I guess both of them do. Yeah. Um shout out to Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben's elite. He's elite. Yeah. Uh shout out to him. He's having a good year too. He hasn't raped anybody. This is a big year for him right now. Like usually he likes to rape women in uh southern parts of Georgia, Milledgeville. Sorry. I'm shout not making no, that up. That's shout not slim. No raping this year, big man. Yeah. Shout out to no raping. Uh <laughs> matter of fact, thank you. You just gave me the title of this uh this show. It's gonna be Shout Out to No Raping. That's gonna be the name of this uh podcast for today. Yeah, so so uh I don't know. Give me your top five. Let me say that because I don't think we're gonna come up with like even if you say Julio Jones number one, yeah, it's hard to debate that. If you say Antonio Brown, it's hard to debate that. Yeah. I don't think they're a clear cut one or two. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're a clear cut one person's behind the other, especially not after Julio put up three hundred on somebody. Yeah. I mean, like Jesus, that gotta be not, not my number one right there. Like right now, it gotta be Julio Jones. Yeah, gotta be Julio Jones and like a close second, Antonio Brown. Uh, my third, Odell Beckham Jr. Not OBJ. O- not OBJ. Odell Beckham. Odell Jr. Beckham Jr. Okay, I'm putting him in that that third spot. I won't disagree with this. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins. I like him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been putting up numbers for the last couple of seasons. He's a go-to on his team. Mm-hmm. Um. I would go as my fifth guy, Calvin Johnson, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if we jump to retirees right now. Yeah. He's dancing with the stars yeah. right now. He's not even playing. So, and just because I know somebody want me to say Dez Bryant, I'm not <laughs> going to say Dez Bryant. I'm going to go to the archives, and I'm going to say A.R. Allen Robinson from the Jacksonville. Interesting. I don't disagree with this. Allen Robinson is a really good player. Yeah. Nobody talks about him. And then he cooked me on Madden, bro. I'm like, who is this kid? <laughs> like, every time, boom, aggressive catch. I'm like, ah, oh, uh, yeah. Madden 2017. Allen Robinson is bad, bad. I think he's like 6'3", too. Like, he's a big yeah, dude. Yeah, He's and a big he's dude. Bad. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with this list. Um, of course, me, I put, I put uh, Antonio Brown first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio Jones close second close close second yeah like I'm not gonna lie if Julio put up another 250 this year I'm gonna have to swap him but um you know Carolina wait can I I'm I'm not gonna do a rant but just 10 seconds yeah Carolina how stupid are you to single up one on one Julio Jones for the entire game after he got the 170 I'm triple covering you I'm gonna let somebody else beat me yeah this is like allowing Kobe Bryant to score 81 points on you. Jalen Rose. Yes, I remember who was who you was guarding. Jalen Rose allowed Kobe Bryant to score 81 points. You wouldn't have made it past 56. No. And been in the game. Yeah. You know what? We come from Atlanta. We used to go to run and shoot. Yeah. We know what, you know. You ain't going to dunk. You, <laughs> you ain't going to dunk on me. <laughs> yeah. Ain't going to dunk on. Boop, put you into that net. Shout out to when running and shoot had nets. Oh Man. yeah, that was good times. Good times. Um, so okay, so I'm gonna go Julio. I'm gonna go Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. Julio Jones. I'm definitely going Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, because he's just amazing in what he's done so far. Number four for me, 
is Dez Bryant. Oh. Dez Bryant. First of all, he caught it. Second of all, um, what this guy can do on the field, you just need to give him the, the ball. Just give him the football. Period. I mean, that guy can do every route. He can make any play. He's one of them people, if the game's on the line, I'll throw it to him. Bump everybody else. I'm just throwing it to him. Brian, you, you look like you disagree. I'm, that's, no, that's true. That's true. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> even though outwardly I say I dislike Dez Bryant because Cowboy fans get on my nerves. Now, this is true. Cowboy fans get on everybody's nerves, including God. Go ahead. And he loves everybody. <laughs> but I'm, Cowboy I'm fans. Worried. <laughs> I'm worried about Dez Bryant. But truth be honest, I'm worried about Dez Bryant. Right now, the way he plays and the style that he plays, I'm starting to see Derrick Rose. He plays Ooh, so hard. He does. So aggressive. He like, does. He's in and out of his cuts. He be like, oh. Like he trying to he hit does. somebody. Like somebody stole off on his mom. Just boom. Slant. I'm like, bro, calm, calm down. Even when he tweaked his knee on that yeah. play. I he mean, was, I understand go for the extra yard. Yeah. But it was one yard you gained, and now you you on the sideline for the next couple yeah. plays. Yeah, I want true. I need him to – somebody need to get him to tone it down a little bit. He needs a, mm. a veteran guy to be like, hey – to get that smoothness and get it's all aggression, all power, and you love that, but he ain't gonna last too much longer the way he's playing. This is this is I like this analogy. Des Bryant is the Derrick Rose of the NFL. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Because when Derrick Rose would play, I mean, he would just I mean, he would do things and it would almost scare you. Yeah. Like, cause he just was so explosive, so big play. But at the same time, too, every time there was an injury, you saw that explosiveness go away because he didn't yeah. know how to play any other way. Mm, yeah. So I, I, t- I totally agree with that. Um, I had to put Dez there though, because mm-hmm. Dez is just fun to watch. Like when he he's he like you said, Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook type of yeah. like. It's like one of them ball. Like he almost if a if a DB intercepts the ball, he's the type to snatch it out of his hands in the air. Yeah. You got to love that type of yeah. guy. Uh, number five for me is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Uh, and the only reason DeAndre Hopkins is not four mm-hmm. is because he does not have the special physical abilities that the other four guys got. Yeah. He, he does not have that. He, he's not going to just blow you out. He's not going to juke your life away. He's not going to stiff hand you into Hades. Nope. Like, he, but he's just a smooth gamer that just kind of gets it done. Yeah, he and he's done it with some trash quarterbacks, including one that's named Osweiler. I would never want a quarterback throwing me the ball named Osweiler. Like who did y'all? Who did y'all sign? Osweiler. He he does taxes too. Osweiler. I know exactly. <laughs> Is he Jewish? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Osweiler. Yeah, y'all. That's when y'all decide to pay seventy something million. Yeah. Shout John out Elway. Who's constructed an excellent team didn't want to sign him, but you did. Great job. All right. Good job for you, Houston. Um, I ain't gonna slander them. I love the people from Houston. <laughs> Shout out to Sandy. Um, so so man, we'll we'll end that on that note. Uh we might have to do this another time and like do a top ten. Oh. Because when that's you get when you get into that's it. when you get into it. That's when it's kinda, you know, this that's when you start actually looking at people and you actually have to be like, Oh man, I can't leave this person off. Uh, how good is Larry Fitzgerald still? All the good questions. You know what I'm saying? We, we ain't got time. We can't do it all day and one Larry day. Larry Fitzgerald, man. like, 
I guarantee you, like, I thought he was done a couple, and every time he come back, boom, 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 boom. Then he just, like, Larry Fitzgerald, oh, man, and Hines Ward, man, I love. Oh, man, I yeah. love to see him play that, that position. You don't get that no more. And you know what's crazy about them is uh, no, there's no measurables for players like that. Mm, you, there's yeah. no measurables for a Heinz Ward. There's no measurables for a Larry Fitzgerald. Nope. You can measure his forty time. It doesn't matter. Mm. You can measure his his four his his um his right, vertical yeah. leap. It doesn't matter because at any given situation, he's just gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, he makes plays. He makes plays. And he loved to punish people when he blocking. You see, yeah. you don't see that no more. It's the physicality of the game that I love. Shout out to Larry Fitzgerald. Shout out to Hans Ward. Go oh, dogs! Old school. Yeah. Um. So so you know we we have to end up wrapping up the show, but before we wrap up the show, we always try to hold men accountable, of course. So we always have the now popular. Somebody was actually like, put that at the beginning of the show, so I ain't got to listen to all that sports talk. What? <laughs> I mean, it's women. I oh, get it. Yeah. I get it. Oh, I, you know, the, the holding men accountable part is what they like. <laughs> so, I, I, hey, ladies, I appreciate you uh, for listening to the show and, and retweeting the show. Thank you so much for your listening. Shout out to Eva. You know who you are. She always listens to the show and retweets. But um, just, just really quick, man, uh, uh, Ric Flair. Mm. Woo! Uh, the man, the the myth, the legend, Ric Flair, a uh, pro wrestler, if you don't know, famous in the WWE and W. You know, I I, I never watched WWE. Yeah. So I'm going to call it what I know it by WWF okay. and okay. WCW. Uh, he has claimed to have slept with one Holly Berry in his past. Uh, he was asked a question and volunteered that information. Oh, volunteer? Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, they asked him a question. They said, who's, uh, I think their phrase was, who's took a trip on Space Mountain? And he said, well, you know, Holly Berry. You know, and they was like, what? He was like, yeah, Holly Berry. He repeated it. Now, uh, Holly Berry, through a rep, has said that she uh, doesn't even know who Ric Flair is. And it's a shame that he's using this misogynistic yeah, that's the actual word that she mm-hmm. used. And, and, and she denied the accusation. Whether or not it's true or not is another discussion. But is it against man law to speak about past female conquests? To anybody? To anybody? I mean, I mean, yeah, let's, let's yeah, to anybody. <sighs> man, about to lose a lot of women followers and stuff like that but to anybody yeah like when it's out there to the public and you boasting about it okay let's stick with the public first to the public yeah that's a man law violation okay you can't be out there to the public you know what i mean Just, why is it why is it different or why why, why can't I you mean, do like, it you to know, the public maybe like one or two yeah, like your homeboy and it's not like not volunteering the information too bro come on nah man i'm not gonna talk about that dude come on you know what i mean like like my favorite one of my favorite ever shows on Martin, right? Mm. It took a judge, a courtroom, for Tommy to actually come forward and said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I got the draws. You got the draws. I got the draws." It wasn't <laughs> Martin asked, "What'd you say? What'd you say?" And then, judge, <laughs> can you make him say, yeah. what does this stand for?" Yeah, you you need to hear it. <laughs> I got the draws. I got the draws. Okay. Yeah. See, <laughs> and then he pulled them out. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but 
like voluntary information, going out there, yeah. just just starting stuff, just starting rumors. That's a man law violation. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, yeah. now in private to your boys, to your homies, family. Like family, you just like it's not like you gonna tell your moms and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, not moms. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying telling moms. But man, situationally. Not everybody. I'm not telling everybody. You know, you got that one friend, like, you know, all right, cool. You know. You're not going to tell people they got loose lips. Yeah. Like, you know that one person, okay, cool. I'm not telling the whole group chat. I'm not doing all that. That's, yeah, that's man law violation. You know, we have to be the standard. Like, you know, women talk. Okay. You know what I mean? Drake said, yeah. start to talk like these days. Yeah. And then he paused. He's like, let yeah. it sink in. Yeah. So, we're not trying to perpetuate any type of that perpetuating where we gossiping and talking like, you know, like ladies. Ooh, you know gossiping. I mean? That's a key word. That's a key word. Yeah, yeah that's gossip. When gossiping. you volunteer information, yeah. knowing that it's going to be, oh, let me just put, throw this out. Nah, that's, yeah, that's a man law violation. Okay. If you're having a, a real life conversation to one of your boys, y'all, okay. Cool. Okay. I know. Okay. Uh, uh, my opinion on this is uh, whether in public or private, it is against man law violation to speak about past female conquests, whether or not you dated somebody. Um, the only way it's acceptable is if it serves a purpose to divulge that information. Uh, I dated her. She's crazy. You know, those type of things are saving. Those are life saving information right there. Uh, but to just say, you know, I dated or, you know, in the case of Rick Flair, slept with someone just to be like, yeah, I did it. So what? You know, just to get pats on the back. Yeah, that's man law violation. Yeah. As as and I'm gonna be honest, ladies, men do it. We do it. It's a it's a violation. It really is. And it's something that you really do when you're younger. Yeah. You know, the older you get, you really shouldn't be doing it. Rick Flair is definitely too old to be yeah. doing this. I mean, um, like, <clears throat> let me not say, let me not. I, I just, you know, you have to, uh, there's a there's a level of respect that you have to have for people that mm -hmm. you've been with too. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and maybe they didn't want that information out. I mean, you just volunteering it. That's just not, it's like you said, it's gossip. Yeah. It's man gossip. You just sitting over there talking about gossip. what you, yeah, man gossip, man. <sighs> Hey, I can have a whole nother conversation about man and mm. gossip. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got to stop that. Um, but it's something that I've done when I was younger. You know, seen a girl. Man. You know I dated her, right? You can't do it. You can't do it. It's embarrassing to the people. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it's not a good look for you. Now, I will say this before we end the show. Mm -hmm. Do I think Holly Bear's lying? Of course I do. Listen, who doesn't know Ric Flair? Woo, Ric Flair? Ric Flair? You don't know who Ric Flair is? Holly Bear, go ahead on. Stop it. Stop. First of all, I think Holly Bear is crazy. Too many men are abusive to her. How you find is that? You are Holly Berry. Okay? Mm -hmm. Nobody even knew anybody named Holly before you. Not spelled like that. You are one of the most beautiful yeah, women. That has graced the silver screen. You are popular. I guarantee you knew who Ric Flair is. Sorry. My wife knows who Ric Flair is. She hasn't watched a drip of wrestling in her life. 
So I'm sorry. That's just me. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I just don't. I mean, the fact that she had to go through a rep and she used. You, you heard me? She used a statement. Okay. Uh, you know, misogynistic because she tried to flip it on. Look, we know because you have to know Ric Flair to know he's misogynistic. Mm. Or you have to feel a certain way so passionately about him that you decide to judge yeah. him. Okay, yeah. okay. I don't know okay. that man. No. Okay, but did you, you had to use an adverb. <laughs> no, you yeah, he described you, me. Thank you. You described him. So, you know, man law violation for Ric Flair. But Holly. Holly line. I'm sorry. Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it, Holly Berry. I'm sorry. Uh, you done dated too many crazy men. Mm. Uh, I mean, every man that has gotten with you has abused you until they left you and got into solid relationships. Sorry, I'm not buying it. No, I'm sorry. This is just true. I'm sorry. I know y'all, y'all should see Brian right now. He he doesn't want to admit this truth. This is truth. I'm sorry. David Justice beat on you, but never touched another woman in his life. Uh, Wesley Snipes hit you and never touched another woman in his life. Eric Benet couldn't stop cheating on you until he left you and got faithful. <laughs> okay. Holly, it's you. It's you, Holly. I'm sorry. If you would like some counseling, you can come over. We'll sit down, me and my wife. We have a family happiness book. We can talk to you and help you out through whatever you're going through. But you have issues. You married a regular Joe Schmo. And he divorced you. And is asking for the kid. Okay. Okay, Holly. I don't even know what his name. What is his name? Cesar? Cesar? I I can't even remember. But if she married regular Joe Schmoes, um oh, I'm dropping my, my social media. <laughs> <You got> <laughs> Later on in the show. He gonna put your bed in. Everybody retweet the Holly Berry, please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, Holly Berry, um, and, and Ric Flair was just too big back then. Uh, he transcended everything. I mean, yeah. arguably during that time, because they said it happened around when Dave Justice left her. So that's that's mid nineties. Yeah, that's mid nineties. There's only two wrestlers that big in the mid nineties. Technically three: Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Goldberg. Around that time, well, it was Goldberg later. Goldberg's later, early 2000s, yeah, yeah, late yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So, don't, don't, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Ric Flair was always in Atlanta, remember? TNT, you know, yeah. Turner. He always, always in Atlanta. You was always in Atlanta. Come on now. Come on. Come on, Holly. Come on. Mm. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I'm sorry. Uh... So yeah, we didn't mean to hold women accountable. And really we didn't. We're just talking about men here. Uh but uh women, y'all should hold Holly Ke- Holly Berry. She needs to be held accountable for her actions. I'm sorry. Great women aren't lonely. Let that sink in. Man. Let that sink in. You can find a single great woman, but you won't find a lonely one. Sorry. Let that sink in, okay? All right? 
Sorry to hurt y'all. But Man, he did drop. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Knock a socket. Let's end the show, man. Let me say, let me say, let me say, uh, uh, recording these podcasts is truly like, I enjoy them because I get to have my friends over, my family over, you know, people who I respect over, just to sit and talk sports, you know, yeah. the way I want to. I ain't got to sit up here and do all this stuff for other people. I get to sit down and enjoy it. And I want to let you know I truly enjoy sitting down and talking with you, Brian. Oh, I appreciate it. I hope oh, you come back on the podcast. Hey, you know how to get me. I mean, you know, uh, t- actually tell the people where they might be able to find you on social media. Uh, on social media, I'm big on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore No More Day Ones. And that's one is the number one. Mr. Number one. Underscore. No more day ones. The number one in the S on the end. All right. And I put it I put it up under the SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can follow my boy. You know what I'm saying? He's an IG honey. Almost. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's getting cold out there, ladies. I'm telling hey, get you a big dude. It gets cold. It's getting cold. It's like forty eight degrees this morning. This morning. Yeah, when you saw your breath. Yeah. That's what I know. I'm like, hey, somebody gonna be hitting my. I thought I was the only person that does that. I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) I thought I was the only person. (laughs) Hey, tweet me and let me know if you go out to check the temperature by blowing your breath. Is is, is, am I the only person that does that? Hold on, I'm right there with you. And if it's real, like that thick white smoke, oh, you man, Jesus Christ, I need to call out of work. This need to happen. (laughs) This one, you know, it's real cold. Huh, can't breathe. <laughs> How many sick days I got left? Okay, okay. I know, right? <clears throat> I need to be out on FMLA. You know that thing that Holly Berry's on because she's crazy. Um, and you can always follow me at the number four HF Advantage. Uh, anytime you tweet me or Instagram me hashtag or put on Facebook hashtag the number four HFA. I'll always be searching those things because it's unique and it's original and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on Facebook for home field advantage sports talk for home field advantage uh, sports trash talk. Uh, Snapchat's not there yet, but it is on. I am on Instagram at the number four HF advantage. Everything is at the number four HF advantage or hashtag the number four HFA. That's where you can find me. That's where you can listen to the show. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Yes. I need to figure out how to get it on iTunes, but I'll be sleepy after this show, so I'm going to bed. <laughs> Even though I want to play my video game and love my wife, but I'm finna go to bed because I'm tired and I'm sleepy. You know, it's draining to talk about Holly Berry. I'm not going to slander her anymore because she is beautiful. Holly, Holly Berry. Holly Berry. <laughs> Craziism. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna get up out of here, man. Again, this show is a podcast for home field advantage. We out. Hey.